Welcome to Theories of the Third Kind. Welcome to Theories of the Third Kind. My name is Aaron and I'm one of your hosts. There are two other hosts that are joining me today, of course. Anna. What's up? And Danielson. Yo, yo, what's up? So before we start today's episode, I just want to say, like always, we do not run any ads on this show or take any money from any corporations. So if you'd like to help us out, well, there's a few ways that you could do that. One of the ways is Patreon. For only $5 a month, which is 16 cents a day, you can sign up to our Patreon and get an extra episode each week. These Patreon episodes are exclusive to members only. Today, we released a Patreon-exclusive episode, which is over the ghost, La Llorona. Also, we have over 35 extra episodes, which is over 56 extra hours already locked and loaded for your listening pleasure, such as the Bilderberg Group, the Exorcism of Clark Shelley, CERN, Glitches in the Matrix, Nexium Cult, Disney Darkness, and much more. We have a lot of extra Patreon episodes and a ton of extra blooper reels, which you get access to all of them for just five bucks a month. Another way to support the show is through merchandise. Just teleport on over to our website, theoriesofthethirdkind.com, and click on the shop button. Then you can see all the new merch we have for sale. We have new designs, John Wayne Gacy. Theodore Kaczynski. Oh, yeah. Can't forget him. I'm proud of you and I love you. T-shirt, which is our most popular one right now. Ooh. Selling like hotcakes. I love that shirt, too. I'll be getting one as well. So definitely check that out at theoriesofathirdkind.com. I just wanted to say that the money we get from Patreon and our merchandise goes to bettering the show. Also, I know things are tough out there right now, so if you can't afford a shirt or a Patreon membership, but you want to help us out, then you can leave us a written review on iTunes. That helps us out a ton. If you don't want to leave one, though, then that's fine. We just want you guys, girls, aliens, reptilians, Bigfoot, Sasquatches, Chupacabras, Ghosts, Illuminati members, Underground Lizard people, whoever or whatever you are, to enjoy the show. Also, one last thing. If any of you would like to reach out to us, then you can shoot us a message on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Or you can go to our website, theoriesofthethirdkind.com, click on the contact button, and there you will find all of our email addresses, which you could use to send us great emails. All right, so that's the end of the announcements. So today's episode is over unexplained sounds. How this episode will go today is that we will first discuss what are unexplained sounds, and then we'll transition into examples of some of the most famous unexplained sounds around the world, such as the hum, the bloop, Julia, the forest grove sound, and a ton more. And we'll be listening to them and covering them, and then we'll discuss the theories surrounding them all, and of course wrap it up with our own personal thoughts and theories. So with that being said, let's get into today's episode. Individuals around the world, throughout history, have reported hearing strange and mysterious noises coming from unknown sources. From trumpets in the sky, to loud animal-like noises in space, to the hum recorded all throughout the world. 
these sounds vary and for the most part, remain unexplained. Could these be undiscovered radio transmissions by extraterrestrials? A giant Cthulhu-like animal that remains undisturbed on our ocean floor? Or is there a rational explanation to all of these mysterious sounds that are being heard across the world? All right, so we usually transition into the history of our topic, but since these sounds vary and they're all pretty much different, I figured it would be best if we just hopped into going over each sound and discussed each one. So, Anna, you want to take the reins and tell us about the first sound we're going to be discussing today. I.O. Silver. All right, so this one is the hum. So, for the last 50 years or so, this hum sound has been recorded on several occasions all around the world, from Canada to the United States to England, Scotland, New Zealand, and many other countries. There have been hundreds of thousands of reports from individuals recording this low-frequency humming noise that for some odd reason can only be heard by a certain portion of the population between the ages of 55 to 70. In most of these reports, the individuals hearing the noise have never heard it before and say that this hum is generally heard indoors and becomes louder at night. It is most commonly reported in suburban areas and the noise becomes impossible for those people to track down. We're going to play a little audio for you of this hum sound right now. So, uh, what do you think of that sound? Mm. When I first heard it, I thought it was like one of those ricer cars going down the road. You know, because that's what it sounded like. But then eventually it did sound like a trumpet or a hum or something in the sky. It almost sounds to me what you would hear a ship sounding like in sea. The creaking of it in the ocean, but it's in the sky. So like a spaceship creaking. Ooh, maybe we're all living under the sea like Spongebob. Hmm. It made me think of a whale. Yeah, and it, the weird thing is, I mean, this guy is filming this from outside his window, looking right down a street. So... It Whatever it is, the sound is extremely weird. And this is like, not only this guy has this audio, but this audio, this similar type sound, like you said, Anna, is being captured from people all across the world. Oh, yeah. As soon as I, I heard it, I knew that sound. I've heard it for sure before. You have? Like, not myself. I, no, sorry. I've heard it in many other audios before because I've looked up unexplained sounds. And this is one that a lot of people have heard. So what are they saying it could be? Scientists have long investigated the cause of this sound. For the most part, though, it has left a lot of them puzzled as to what it could be. Some of the theories as to what it could be is that it's a signal in such a small frequency that only elderly individuals can hear it 
and it's caused by industrial equipment emitting particular frequencies. The list of other possible culprits is long and wide-ranging, from wireless communication devices, power or gas lines, electromagnetic radiation, radio waves, or earth tremors are all suspects. Because the hum appears and disappears, and because the cause may vary from case to case, the phenomenon still baffles researchers. But there is one thing that is certain. That hum is real. Oh, it is. So real. I mean, you can almost feel it when you hear it in a YouTube video or whatever you hear it on. You can, like, get the chills, the eeriness of it. I couldn't imagine just looking outside one day because I hear this sound, and you cannot figure out where it's coming from, but it is everywhere. You know, like, it would, it would be just coming at you, like, speakers from the sky, probably. Almost kind of reminded me of War of the Worlds. Ooh, yeah. You know, out of all the sounds in the middle of the night, this one would be pretty bad, but the one at the end is by far the worst, in my opinion. But we'll save that till the end. All right. Okay. I almost went to go look at it. I know. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I started scrolling. I was like, no, 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 no. no. It'll be surprising. All right. So I guess let's roll on to the next sound uh, that we're going to discuss, which is called the bloop. So this bloop is like the Area 51 of unexplained sounds, right? Now, this one starts all the way back in 1997. An extremely powerful ultra-low frequency sound was detected at various underwater listening stations 3,000 miles apart around the world. The source of this sound was roughly triangulated to coordinates in a remote point in the South Pacific Ocean west of the southern tip of South America. Now this sound, it only lasted about a minute and was heard repeatedly over the summer of 1997, but hasn't been heard since. So of course, just like the other one, we have an audio of the sound, and we're going to listen to that real quick, and then we're going to come back and talk about it. So we'll play that one right now. Sounds like an air bubble. Yeah, I was going to say, bloop is like the best way to describe it. <laughs> that is the best word to, to describe it. And I mean, it doesn't sound that big of a deal, right? Until you actually no. think this sound was so loud and extremely powerful that underwater listening stations detected it 3,000 miles apart. So that had to be a pretty big bloop. <laughs> Yeah, that's the biggest fart ever in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that there was a fucking blue whale just came by. Oh shit! Bloop. Yeah. <laughs> well, how far does a blue whale song go? Mm, let's see. I'm assuming they're the loudest in the ocean. There could be a, another that is. So blue whales can be heard um, four thousand miles away from each other. Oh, but, so it's just a blue whale with gas. Let's move on past this one. But here's the thing: it's like extremely. <laughs> powerful and it's an ultra low frequency sound which they cannot emit the blue whales can't and no other mammal can so that prompts the question what could this be so some say that this bloop sound is most likely to come from some sort of animal like we just said 
because its signature is a rapid variation in frequency, which is similar to that of sounds known to be made by marine beasts. However, there's one crucial difference. Since this sound was detected by underwater sensors 3,000 miles apart, that means it was far louder than any well noise or any animal noise in the ocean for that matter. Some speculated that it was some sort of like Cthulhu-type creature hidden in our ocean. Now there is something worth noting here. An individual named Christopher Fox, who works for the NOAA, which is the United States National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Boy, that's a mouthful. That's what she yeah. said. That studies mm-hmm. underwater sounds. He said in an interview that he does not believe this bloop sound was man-made, such as it being like a submarine or like a bomb or whatever. He also said that it isn't the same as a geological event such as a volcano or earthquake underground. Now, even though he has said this, the speculation that the sound originated from a marine animal was immediately replaced by NOAA's description of the sound as being consistent with noises generated by glacier movements, such as a uh, giant iceberg breaking off and falling down to the ocean bottom, and then it scrapes the bottom of the ocean floor as it moves along. Now, does that sound like a glacier iceberg breaking off and scraping the bottom of the ocean floor? I mean, I've never heard of an iceberg falling, but I'm pretty sure to make like a kind of a screeching, scraping noise, wouldn't it? That's what I would assume too. And it's weird that guy, that Christopher Fox, who went on TV in the interview and said, you know, this wasn't anything geological. Mm -hmm. And then the NOAA immediately came out and said, oh yeah, it was something geological. Hmm. (sighs) Are they covering something up? The world may never know. It's all that underground alien space shit. I'm telling you, there is some weird underground aliens down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that bloop was a takeoff of a, a spaceship out of the ocean. Ooh. Okay. Because, yeah. I mean, my first thought on it would be, was like maybe an earthquake with the tectonic plates or whatever. Yeah. How they shift and then like it leaves like a little gap there and say the heat from the core or something like that. You know, just like producing a bubble. And, you know, like how bubbles can like expand, 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 and all of a sudden, bloop, maybe it's just big bubbles. 3,000 miles, though? You got to think, like, big bubble. <laughs> Not the ones that you buy with the wands and make those huge bubbles. I'm talking big bubble here. Size of a Megalodon. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, um, to add to our discussion, Dan, you want to talk about Julia, our next sound? Because it's similar to the bloop. I will talk about Julia. So on March 1st, 1999, the U.S. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the organization we just talked about, you know, regarding the bloop, well, they picked up an unidentified underwater sound on their recording equipment again. This sound was loud enough to be heard over the entire Pacific Ocean, and it lasted for 15 seconds. So we'll play that one right now. Okay, that one is a little bit more scarier than the rest. And that was heard over the entire Pacific Ocean. Yes. That sounded like a belly rumbling type noise. Mm-hmm. It's, it sounded more like what Noah was saying about the bloop sound, about a glacier 
iceberg or whatever coming and breaking off and hitting the ocean floor and scraping the bottom as it travels along. Yeah. Yeah. Or it sounds like a giant engine maybe starting back up or shutting down. Mm. It's like what the Titanic probably sounds like rubbing against the freaking iceberg. But yeah, like... <laughs> Uh, I, I can hear that. The bloop, no. But Julia, I can hear it. You know, like, say, uh, when you're younger, you get a cup of chocolate or a cho- cup of milk. You pour some of that Nesquik or chocolate syrup in there, end up mixing it up. But then you put a straw in there and then you end up blowing bubbles. You ever do that? Oh, yeah. No? I definitely did that. I just haven't done it in so long. I'm trying to remember the sound. <laughs> That's what the second part of that kind of sounds like. It's kind of what I would imagine saying, like, if you put the rear end of a vehicle underwater and the muffler is like trying to blow air out. That's what it would sound like. It's saying air, kind of like an engine going. Mm-hmm. It'd be like the muffler underwater. But the first part of it, I don't know. Could it be an underwater sea creature going? Mm. Mm. I mean, I, I mean, know. it definitely could be. I mean, we got to remind ourselves that this is over the entire Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Now there's some strange facts about this. Isn't there, Dan? Yes. So, just like the bloop, the NOAA said that the source of this sound was most likely a large iceberg that had run aground off Antarctica. Okay, I can see that sound. Okay. Yeah. Especially how it's like broken up first part and then second part. However, there's something strange to note about this sound. Photographs from NASA's Apollo 33A5 shows a large shadow swaying through the southwest section of Cape Cadre at the same time the Julia sound was recorded. This unknown shadow is two times larger than the Empire State Building. (laughs) That is straight up Godzilla. This was in the water? In the water. A shadow in the water. Oh my gosh. Well, that could make a sound, probably, that goes across the whole freaking Pacific. Something that big. So that's pretty weird, huh? Super weird. that's... Man, mm. well, the noise, not as unusual sounding as the bloop, but very odd with how huge of a radius it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gigantic. I mean, it could be some kind of creature down there. We haven't explored no more than like 5% of the ocean. So there's 95% of shit we don't even know that's down there. That's unexplored. No need to explore it when the aliens already occupy it. <laughs> Yeah. We're going to invade. It's our land. It's our water. (laughs) All right, Anna, what sound do you have for us next? The Forest Grove sound. This one, we're going back to February 2016 in Forest Grove, Oregon. A high-pitched noise was heard throughout the city in various locations throughout that month. When the sound would start up, it only lasted between 10 seconds to sometimes several minutes and individuals could never locate the source of it. However, everyone reported that even though the sound was coming from different locations throughout the month, that each and every time they, quote, had to cover their ears because it sounded similar to car brakes squealing or a giant flute being played off pitch. As all the other noises, we have sound of that as well. So we will play that right now. Okay, that is, again, the perfect way to describe that. It's either a flute off-key or a brake squeak- squealing. 
I would yeah. go absolutely nuts if that was being played outside of my window nonstop. So that's better than the drummer next door? Oh, absolutely. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. No, the drummer next door is better than this. Okay. Oh, yeah, that one was tough to hear. Oh. Yeah. I had to turn it down for sure. So what do they say this could be? Little boy Jack up on the hill playing his flute? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, they say that... Okay, so, of course, throughout the month of February, when this sound was occurring, many individuals in town decided to call the local police to figure out what it could be. Well, the police chief of the town was like, I don't freaking know. And then the individuals calling started suggesting explanations for the sound, which they said it could be frogs or aliens or Bigfoot. Yes, Bigfoot. Hold on. <laughs> frogs, first of all. Who says frogs to that? I mean, that, that is almost worse than aliens or Bigfoot. Frogs fit nowhere in there. I know. Well, this town mayor, of course, he started asking around and holding meetings to figure out the cause of the sound. People in the town started to point fingers and say that it was hurting their ears. Andrew Dawes, who was a professor of physics at Pacific University, was called in the town to try and figure out what the heck the noise was. He mapped the location where the noise had been heard, but couldn't come to a conclusion as to what it was. A week or so after that, the Forest Grove fire marshal said that he suspected the noise to be, and I quote, a faulty attic fan or heat pump. God. Okay, so then in late February, again 2016, the noise stopped appearing and the Forest Grove Police Department made a Facebook post that said the noise did not pose a safety hazard. And the police announced that they were halting their investigation until further information appeared. Someone put some WD-40 on that fan, I guess. Yeah. Dude, I <laughs> replaced it. A freaking heat pump or faulty attic fan? Come on, now. Mm. No. No, not even close. That's leveling <sighs> on the frog suggestion. Yeah. I would say um, something like a... I think the comment down below that video said a possible air compressor leaking. Mm. I don't know. I could kind of see that. It's better, better than frogs or a faulty attic fan or heat pump. I do agree know? with you. Yeah. Yeah. What's this next one that we have here? Okay. So the next sound we're going to talk about is called the ping. P-I-N-G. O, not O, no O, just P-I-N-G. So this sound was first heard by some hunters in a remote community located in Nenevut, which is the most northern territory of Canada. So here in this northern territory is the Fury and Hecla Strait, which is a narrow Arctic channel that runs between the land. So you can kind of think of it as like a big ass river, right? But it's the ocean. Um, also, this area of open water is surrounded by ice, which kind of makes it an ideal home for a large number of sea mammals. And it is also a migratory route for uh, whales and other animals such as seals. So in 2016, some hunters in the area noticed a mysterious pinging sound that was coming from the ocean. 
boaters aboard a private yacht that was passing through. Oh, so fancy. Uh, they also said that they heard the mysterious sound and that they heard it through the holes of their boat. So, weird, right? Mm-hmm. I tried to find videos on this sound. I couldn't find anything, no audio, no nothing. But as you can tell, I'm guessing it sounded like a ping. So, ping, ping, ping. There you go. That's the sound. Now, this really wasn't that weird of a thing until you started to dig into what could this sound possibly be and, like, what was it doing to the animals there. So, the area where the sound was emanating from is one of the major hunting areas, you know, like that kind of like that river thing we talked about. However, once the pinging sound started, the area became empty. Like all the mammals and sea life, everything was gone out of that area. And it became a big deal. The Canadian military sent in an aircraft to investigate the acoustic anomalies, but their multi-sensor searches yielded no explanation. The uh, military also ruled out the presence of a domestic and foreign submarines in the area. And uh, no territory permits were issued for any work such as constructing, blasting, or anything in the area that could explain the noise. So just like that, the pinging started, all the animals were gone, the natives in the area didn't have any animals to hunt or anything like that, but nobody could explain this pinging sound and what it was. It's the first time it had ever happened. Now this is where it gets interesting, if it already isn't interesting enough, is this theory. Now, there's a theory that the sound is being generated on purpose by some object that the Greenpeace organization made. (laughs) Yes, the Greenpeace. The theory is that they put some kind of object that does these sonar beeps in the seabed to get these sea mammals to go away from the area so they won't be hunted by the natives and killed. I mean, the theory kind of fits, seeing that, you know, it's a rich hunting ground. But there's only one problem with the theory, is that the Greenpeace said it wasn't them, and that they respect the natives in the area and their hunting methods. Yeah, it seems like something you would do more for, like, big fishery, like when you have whales getting killed for and sharks for you know, their fins and things, you would do it out in the big ocean, not where people need to actually, like, eat. Like, you have... To, I have theories on this already. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I could see that... What's that show? Whale Wars, mm-hmm. right? Where yeah. the I could see the people going up in there and making some device to save those whales. Yeah. You know? That's funny, because that was I the mean, exact yeah. show I thought of as well. <laughs> Before I talk about this last theory, I want to hear yours about it, Anna. Well, if if they were trying to ping close to land where natives are, to me, that's a form of population control. Because if Ooh. you take off their food supply, you're going to kill them off slowly and surely. And you didn't have to do anything destructive besides put a sound in the water. They probably feel so proud of that plan. Because how if you get rid of their food, it's just a matter of time. And they don't even have to mess with them. 2016, that's fairly new for, because I feel like they're really digging in with population stuff as of, especially lately. Yeah. Mm. What what about you, Dan? You think it's population control? 
Or you think it's control in general? You think it's some type of experiment? You think it's natural? You think it's Greenpeace? Greenpeace, 100%. No, I'm just kidding. No, I actually think you know, being, it could be an experiment. Because mm. maybe there's some facility up there that we don't know about because, of course, there's always spaces everywhere that we might not even know. But they're testing it on the uh, environment there to use it elsewhere. You know what? To, to clear out land. I'm so proud of both of you. So proud of both of you. Why? Because the next theory for this is a huge secret military base field in the area where new oh. secret weapons are being developed and tested, and this pinging sound is just one of them. And it, there is evidence to back this up. What? About 70 kilometers south from where that pinging sound is coming from, there's an active military site called Hall Beach. And it was uh, once part of a now defunct DEW line of radar stations. So that could be the source. <laughs> but at the end of the day, though, the official word is that the sound is still unexplained. But you do have that active military site close by that was a radar station at one point. Hmm. That's so, very suspicious. I'm, very. So, I'm so proud of both of you. <laughs> well, thank you. Our conspiracy theorist is showing. Nice. All right. I guess let's move on to the next one, the Havana. The Havana. So in 2016, the U.S. diplomats and others staying at the U.S. Embassy in Havana, in Cuba, have reported feeling ill after hearing strange sounds and experiencing odd physical sensations in the room. Some of the symptoms that they listed was nausea, severe headaches, fatigue, dizziness, sleep problems, and lastly, hearing loss. More than two dozen American diplomats and members of their families residing in Cuba, and then some in China, and then along with 14 Canadian citizens in Havana, reported experiencing the same symptoms. While some of the people affected by this, some others were not fortunate, and some of the symptoms have stuck around, which affect their daily lives. For example, one woman by the name of Catherine dealt with it in China, and she even called her mother who's retired Air Force, about it. Her mom, Laura, ended up flying out to China to over where she was staying at the embassy to help her out to see what the noise was because it was making, you know, Catherine not feel right. They changed, like, air filters and all that stuff, tried to figure it out, but they could not figure it out at all. So they ended up both dealing with the sound and the symptoms, but Laura couldn't take it. Her mom couldn't take it no more and ended up flying back home. And three months later, Catherine was medevaced out of China because it got so bad, she ended up being diagnosed with traumatic brain injury. Wow. Yeah. From the sound being played. From this sound. And Laura, her mom, she actually got diagnosed with it as well, but not to the extent that Catherine's damage was. Do you have some audio of this sound? Can we listen to it? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do have a link to a YouTube like interview type thing and they play somewhat of the sound that it was making but they couldn't get like the full sound of it okay do we do we want to listen to that interview yeah okay all right so, it shouldn't be long so i guess we'll play that right now the recording gives us the first tangible sense of what it was like for these American government workers in Havana who were hearing these unexplained sounds in their residences and later developed physical symptoms. 
Americans who heard these sounds in Havana have described slightly different sounds. And even in some of the recordings that the AP has reviewed, there are slight variations. However, this high-pitched cricket sound seems to appear in all of them. That did sound like a cricket. It did sound like a cricket. Hmm. So they never figured out what the sound was? They've never actually officially discovered what the sound is. But there have been, say, accusations of what it is. Uh Uh-oh. What are they? The main accusation is Russians using microwave weapons. Microwaves? Not like the kitchen appliance. Microwaves. (laughs) Okay. Because supposedly during the Cold War, Russia was targeting the American embassy in Moscow using microwave weapons. But this was happening in Cuba, right? Yeah, I think Cuba and China. Do you think it's maybe like a terrorist group? Or would you lean more towards the local government in that area doing like some black budget testing to see how effective these weapons are? I think they did point fingers at Cuba for a while, the government there. And they came out and said, like, we we aren't doing that. That's not us. It's affecting some of our people, too. Maybe it's another country that infiltrated, right? And they set up shop and they're like, hey, let's frame Cuba. We go ahead and send these waves over there to them, to these diplomats. And these diplomats do two things, test our weapons. And number two, it gets these diplomats out of the area and, you know, messes up their trust with the Cubans or Chinese or whatever. Yeah. I like that. Uh, I'm going with that theory. You know, I did find something kind of funny. It made me laugh. I don't know if it had anything to do with it, really. But in one of the videos I watched trying to learn a little bit more about this, guess who I saw in one of those videos? Matthew McConaughey. No. A crisis actor. No. Alex Jones. No. George Bush. No. Y'all are getting... I can't even see if y'all are getting close or not. <laughs> but uh, supposed Fidel Castro's son. Oh, Justin Trudeau. Yes, he popped up in one of the videos. In Cuba. And I'm just like, oh. Interesting. He's trying to visit his daddy's grave. Yeah, he must be visiting his dad. Hey, if you guys, if this is your first time listening and you don't know what we're talking about, just go to DuckDuckGo or wherever your favorite search engine is at and look up Fidel Castro and Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau is Fidel Castro's son. 100%. 100%. Look it up. All right. So that was a, that was a good one. I enjoyed that one. Just think, though, she was dealing like she wasn't really hearing that exact noise the whole time, but she heard some kind of frequency, which was probably either higher or lower since, you know, the human ear can only pick up so much anyways. For three months, like her her mother was there for not even that long. She had brain injury like she actually has to wear shaded glasses all the time because like her eyesight has gone bad from it. Who would be the last one you would suspect in doing this? The United States. Maybe they were testing this out in 2016 because they knew, oh, we're going to have some riots coming up. And they want to have a way to better control the riots and the population. So this is like a riot tool, anti-riot tool. And they found out that it just takes too long to actually cause any harm. So maybe they're working on it again, make it stronger. Maybe. So what are you going with this, Dan? Do you think it was their government? Do you think it was our government? 
Do you think it was just a cricket that had superpowers? I'm going to say that probably not our government because it was, it seemed like they were targeting mostly the U.S. embassies. So maybe some other country wanting to, because this is just my opinion on it. Maybe the people that were there at U.S. embassies was, you know, negotiating certain details and maybe some other country was left out of it. Hmm. Okay. And, you know, what's better way than just messing with people with some microwaves? Yeah. You know, at first when I read this, I thought literally just like, damn, did they just like mess up the microwaves in each room to make a plug certain em, noise? Plug them up and turn them on and open the door. Take this. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> All right. All right, Anna, what's the next strange sounds you have for us? Our next one goes back centuries. The Moodus noises. In Moodus, Connecticut, they are known for their Moodus noises. And these are strange rumbling, thunderings, and crashing-like noises that seem to be surrounding Mount Tom. Mount Tom is located in Machimudis State Park. Native Americans called the area Machimudis, which means place of bad noises. The legend told by local folklorist Stephen Gencarella has done extensive research to try and narrow down the accuracy of it all. In 1702, Reverend Jeremiah Hobart had complained to the Connecticut General Assembly that the noises were a reminder of God's power. When some residents of East of East Haddam wanted their own parish, he cited the noises as a reminder to be humble. Throughout history, Christian colonists labeled the indigenous beliefs as being of the devil. Supposedly, this happened in order to more easily justify taking their land and killing them when needed. The previously mentioned reverend explicitly demonized the natives and their customs to fit into a Christian worldview, saying that the natives were doing trades with the devil. The reverend stories of the noises being an evil pagan god angry at the true god was effective and was repeated. In 1790, editing of the new London newspaper called the Connecticut Gazette, the story goes that Dr. Steele, who may have been sent by King George around 1760, he kept himself up in a cabin and worked his science on the problem. Steele supposedly extracted one or more large glowing white or deep red carbuncles, magic gems or stones, from the cave. <laughs> Is that really what they called them? Carbuncles? Carbuncles? I looked it up. Like, they're just like red gems. Okay, okay. With, that, with like magical powers. I was just like, oh, shit. I need to go find me some carbuncles. No shit. He said that these stones were the source of the trouble. But smaller stones would grow, and in time, the noises would return. Then in the late 1800s, another legend started up that the source of the noise was witches fighting inside the mountain and cave nearby. (sighs) Then the last one in the 1970s brings back the devil again, and that he inhabits Mount Tom and just likes to make the noises. Man, so the things that they said that the sound could be, 
Well, they said they could have came from the god called Hobomok, or evil spirit. Then, when English colonists came along, they associated the noises to witches or the devil, as we mentioned. These days, they just go and say that they are small earthquakes that rate very low on the charts. Also saying it could possibly be underground caverns collapsing and causing the noise to echo. I could believe that. Yeah, the cavern ones. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I tell you, they were really pushing for Christianity through every single... They're like, the natives, they're the devils. Now, anything, uh, the sound, it's coming from the devil. Mm. Yeah, but then, like, using saying the sound was, that's the sound of God. He knows that you're not being humble to him. You want your own church and stuff. Mm. How dare you be greedy? Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, man, chill out. Is it yeah. the devil or is it God? Please tell me. I can't be going back and forth. I'm scared of it, now I'm worshipping it. I'm scared of it, I'm worshipping it. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could have found some noise from it, though, but it seems like no one ever records it. Oh. So. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it seems like it may not be something that happens all the time, not like it was back in 1702, and, like, maybe it hasn't happened as much since the 70s. Possible. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, It looks like, what, we got one more left, Aaron, here to talk about? Oh, yeah. This is my favorite one. He said this is the, the scariest one, right? Oh, yeah, it's pretty scary. Okay. So in. this one is called the Bryan, Texas Scream. Now, something to keep in mind, this happened in Bryan, Texas, which I used to live in Texas an hour away from this place. Okay. So on the night of May 27th, 2020, so a little less than a year ago, at 8.30 p.m., as a storm was rolling into the area, a lot of individuals in the town of Bryan, Texas, were calling the police and were saying, hey, there's someone outside screaming. However, it wasn't a normal scream. This one could be heard throughout the entire town and over the thunderstorm itself. The noise consisted of a vibration sound followed by a loud shriek, like a banshee or like a real loud scream. These screams went on for at least half an hour. Now, we do have some audio from this, and it's from an individual named Rob, who began filming the storm through his apartment window, and around this time is when the scream started, and he decided to document it. So we're going to listen to that right now. Listen to this. There's a sound screaming. Like a, it's like a... It's like a scream. It's so freaking loud, and it's coming from up in the air, like up there. It's been going on now. What is that? I swear I saw like this thing when the lightning was flashing a second ago. What the fuck? Dude, that's coming from like up in the sky outside of my apartment. is that? I haven't heard it like that yet. Gene, check this out. Listen, this is coming from the sky above my apartment. It's been going on for half an hour. 
up in the air. What is that? That's so scary. It sounds like someone's screaming. Then it sounds like a bunch of like Indians whooping in the distance. So it goes on like that for, I don't know, six more minutes. And uh, I, I, so I remember being in Texas at that time. And this was all over the local news. And not only this Rob guy posted about this, but I could go on Facebook and everybody that I was friends with were sharing other different videos of individuals that were going outside and filming this sound with what it, whatever the hell it was. It's crazy. So according to this Rob, the guy who took the video, there's not like a railroad yard nearby, not a factory or anything that he can think of that might be responsible for the unusual loud noises. Um, during this event, while it was going on, Rob decided to hop on his bicycle and went out to kind of like search where the sound was coming from, but he couldn't find it. He did say that the sound, it seemed to originate from like a great distance up above, which he was talking about up in the sky, and, but it was extremely loud. Um, now, some individuals in the area did speculate that it could have been like a siren or perhaps extremely strong winds. Uh, some claim that the shrieks were caused by a malfunctioning air vent at a nearby laboratory. But something to add a little mystery to this was that earlier that morning, Rob recorded a video of himself of him witnessing a bunch of jets flying nearby, specifically over the area where the screaming would be later on that night. So, I don't know, just a coincidence probably, but it adds a little mystery to it and as in what that could be. So what do you guys think it is? I think he sounds like every single person we just heard <laughs> in our um, La Llorona stories. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I hear a woman screaming. I got to go. I got to go see who it is. Got to go save her. Oh, my word. That was eerie. So, you know, there is a power plant in Bryan, Texas. Mm-mm. A coal plant? It's a, uh, no, it's called Stellar Energy. It's a project they got going on there turbine inlet air chilling because honestly it sounds it does sound like a scream but it also sounds like a relief pressure valve for sure with that one but what about the like the there's like one where you hear almost like when you say in the indians that one yeah that i don't know because it did sound like relief valve but then again a couple of the noises definitely sound like a scream I thought it was fake when I first saw it last year when it happened. And then I started seeing everybody else post videos and I'm like, holy shit, this isn't fake. This really happened. But what the hell is it? And a lot of the people were saying, oh, it's probably just like a relief valve, what you're saying, Dan. But they never really got a source as to what it was. It just stopped after the storm went away. So that's crazy. So I've had this theory lately with the amount of chemtrails that have been in my skies lately that they're blocking out the sun or it seems like every day I have a mass amount on like a sunny day in the sky, I will have rain the next day or something. And so I am, I'm like, are they covering stuff up with these chemtrails? They put clouds in the sky to cover up activity past the clouds, just like it's a storm, right? 
You use a storm to cover up stuff going on where you don't want us to see in the sky. And yeah, we can't see what's happening, but we could hear that there's something happening up there. So what if they were trying to... What if that was a satanic ritual? And that was some sort of evil demon spirit that came out and was using the source of the storm to charge herself and do whatever fucking crazy spell 2020 had coming with May. (laughs) And that was like her little minions in the back. She's like, Corona will find its way around all this. And everyone's like, woo, 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 woo. (laughs) What if there's an LHC sort of like CERN in the area, a collider? You know, when we talked about CERN on our Patreon episode, and how the storms would usually occur right above the facility. Mm-hmm. What if this, and I'm just hypothesizing here, I'm going out in left field with this, all right? What if they have one hidden under that area, storm came up, and they opened up a mini black hole and had some or other dimension, right? Not even a black hole, just some other dimension. And these are the sounds we're hearing from another dimension. So they opened like a portal, but they didn't go through it or anything, but you could still interact. You could hear what, what's on the other side of the door. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Get a little out there with it, but hey, okay. it's always good to entertain those ideas. We don't know what Stellar Electric is doing. Oh, yeah. Stellar Energy. Yeah. Yeah, that one. All right. So now we move into theories, and we have one theory that we came across that's kind of like a, a sum up of all of these sounds as to what they could be. So who wants to talk about that and cover it for us? I will. All right, Dan, tell us what it is. All right. So this theory comes from a whistleblower who worked as a geologist for the United States government. He stated that there is an explanation to all of these mysterious sounds being heard across the world and in our oceans, but the truth is horrifying and it is being hid from the public. The geologist states, and I quote, Something is going on in the inner core of the Earth. It has to do with the magnetic poles changing and involves minerals recycling in the mantle of the Earth. The sounds are being generated in the mantle as large static discharges of energy pushed up through the Earth's crust, broadcasting as infrasound through the ionosphere, and then bouncing back at a lower frequency that we can hear and feel as vibrations. The whistleblower also said that there has been a change in speed of mantle movement which is affecting magnetic conductivity. That government scientists evidently don't know if it's long-term or not, but could involve a weakening and strengthening of magnetic field anomalies similar to that last major pole shift. Since the Earth is about half a million years overdue for a pole shift, this explanation is more disturbing than most people can fathom. From what we know of studying sediment from 786,000 years ago, When the magnetic field that protects us breaks down, more solar radiation hits the surface and could cause instability in our ecosystem for thousands of years, which would cause major species to die off, including humans. That's a scary theory. That is a scary theory. But it fits. Yeah. And we are due for a pole shift. And actually, didn't Baba Vanga predict it for like 2032 or 35? Somewhere around there, yeah, she predicted it. So when you brought up CERN, Aaron, like a thought went through my head 
we know how big uh the LHC is at their main facility, but they're ended up they're wanting to build a bigger one now. Yeah. And just a random thought went through my head. I was just like, what if they're actually building one that goes all the way around the earth, like the equator? Holy shit, that would be crazy. That'd be a lot of land. They couldn't hide the they couldn't hide the building of that. No. But then, like, when they started talking about, like, something's going on with the core, inner core and stuff, I'm just like, hmm, maybe they're taking energy from that. Elon Musk's boring company where he bores underground, he's the one doing that. He's building it for him. Ooh. Dude, what if his company, like, him boring through the ground is causing shit to happen, and he just doesn't want us to know? Maybe. Or maybe he does want us to know. Yeah, he wants us to know, so we'd be like, yeah. Stop fucking with Earth and go fly into space. Go back to Mars. Ooh, it's all part of the all part of the plan. All part of the plan. All right. So, do either of y'all got any more theories or additions to this episode before we wrap it up? Hmm. Mm. Kind of reminds me of a uh, little fact I read up on at the Denver airport where there was loud boom noises going on as well. Oh yeah, and, and they have no idea what that is or what that was. Yep. Strange things are happening. Oh, yeah. So with that being said, that's the end of today's episode. And I guess we will move on to Hans is on the scene. On the scene. This week, we do not have a Hans on the scene again. He is on the scene currently getting interviews, finding individuals, and feeling out what they are thinking. Now, if you aren't familiar with Hans is on the scene, Hans is our on-the-field reporter who goes out in public and gets the individuals, the people of the world, their opinion on current conspiracy and happenings. So like I said, he's out in the field right now getting those interviews, so we do not have one this week. So we will shift on to our shout-outs. And uh, I'm going to start off with Instagram shout-outs. So I want to give a shout-out to Rudy V. He said that he listened to us back in the Baba Vanga episode and said that it was awesome, and to keep up the great work. So thank you, Rudy V. Justin H. said, You guys rock, but are you trying to brainwash me? Well, if so, let's ride. Thank you, Justin. (laughs) Hop on this train. (laughs) Jeff T. Going to give you a shout-out. Josh L. Ross S. Dylan B. Adam G, James C, just add something to James C. He sent us a message and said, also, Anna, you can say anything and I would believe it with your voice. Heart Mm. eye emoji. I'm sorry. The sky is really yellow. Oh, nice. Someone say yellow? (laughs) Oh my God, Tian. (laughs) Uh, Marcus W says he loves our podcast. Thank you, Marcus. I love you. Uh, Chantel T just want to say how much she's enjoy. She enjoys us. We enjoy you, Chantel, not in a weird way. And (sighs) Jessica K shout out to all y'all. Thank you for the love on Instagram. Sending it right back to you. You're all great. Oh, hold on. I got a couple more. Forgot about these. Hold on, let me grab my phone real quick. How dare you forget about them? Alan W., 
Mr. G, Don Smiley, Brandy K, Yozer, Gun Society. Let's see who else. Hold on, hold on. Slickers, Ashley, Brinley W, K Fish, Riggs Pit, 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 Stop, uh, JT Goff, Malsum Jesus, Anthony Coors, Legacy Lex, K Koopa, Christopher H, all you people. I love you all. I wish you nothing but love and nothing but great happiness and health. And I love you. Uh, also, one more shout out. I want to give, give a shout out to Discordian. He said you wanted a shout out from me. He's on our Discord. So shout out to you, Discordian. I love you. I'm proud of you. And I hope you have an amazing day. I love you too, dude. I love our conversations in the morning. You're awesome. Mm, much love. So on Twitter, I'm going to shout out Wyatt. Uh, he suggested for us to do D.B. Cooper as an episode. I know he's on our list to do. Uh, Wilson, Thomas, Glenn Sheehan. Sorry if I said your name wrong, bro. But, uh, appreciate ya. Clemson fan, welcome, welcome. Craig. <laughs> Craig's the one, Dan, that said that. I always forget Dan is Asian because, to me at least, he sounds like J dot lee from orville oh yeah so that's who he pictures speaking <laughs> um i meant to look up look him up to hear what he sounds like and i forgot to do that well here's your reminder uh steady dreaming jose van damme get on my own nerves now that i fixed my message thing i'm actually getting messages on twitter so that's been really nice i gotta respond to some of those uh, but then also, I want to shout out uh, CJ, a.k.a. Honey and Mud, You Rock. Um, and I also want to shout out Mr. G. I know that you're trying to turn a leaf and be more happy-go-lucky, Mr. G. Well, I look forward to seeing more of that because it's been nice so far. Also, shouting out Amber Ray. Appreciate the combo lately. A katana kitten. Wink, wink. Loads of new people in the Discord. Welcome, all of you amazing people. Wraith, I hope you're doing well, friend. I miss ya. Sorry, dude, if I say your name wrong. Lushtain. I appreciate the wood, uh, whittling information. I still need to dive into it, but I definitely appreciate you sending it my way. Pete Nasty. Dude, keep doing your meditation drawings. They are amazing. Again, love the conversation. It's been so amazing. Baphomet's Hammer Man, dude, you and I went on for like three hours and I appreciate you. That was some amazing conversation. Very eye-opening, educational. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love all you guys on Discord, Twitter, everybody. It's been awesome catching up. And, uh, yeah, I think that's all I have for this week, you guys. I love you all. Nice. Nice. I have a f just a couple on uh, Facebook. Shout out to Logan. He was at Denver Airport, and he was talking about how he was looking at some of the artwork and stuff, and that they actually have s some of them with lizard people on them, and they all jokingly refer to the place being Illuminati headquarters and all that. 
and he sent you know he sent eight photos with it, and of course the lizard one's just like, what are we doing? A adding amazing new restaurants and bars. B building Illuminati headquarters, or C remodeling the lizard people's lair. So, Denver Airport's having some fun, either taunting us with bragging about uh it being Illuminati or for lizard people. But yeah, some of the pictures and stuff that he sent, pretty much it's like they're just flaunting, like, yeah, we have some weird shit going on here. What you gonna do about it? Shout out to Shelby. Sent an article about that they may have solved the Dyatlov Pass mystery, mm. which is a, it's an interesting read, but I discussed a little bit about how, you know, it, some of it just doesn't fit in. Main thing is like the radiation that some of the bodies had. They just kind of ignore that altogether. But it was mostly saying how the movie Frozen helped them solve the mystery. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. It's an interesting read. Bullshit is what that is. <laughs> yeah. But shout out to Kaiser again. He said he listened to the Denver International Airport episode. And he says that, you know, he believes in most of all the shit going on there. And he says that he's known people that work there and they refuse to talk about the work. He said that he's applied there. But he has a criminal record and was denied a job. But his criminal record was pretty much trespassing with intent to commit a crime charge. But he was denied a job there. But his cousin, who has got a criminal record as well, he actually got a job there. But his uh, criminal record was sexual assault on a minor. And he got hired there. So he's just like, so him believing the conspiracy about the kids going missing and stuff. Shit. Yeah. Kind of fucked up, right? Really, really bad. But yeah. Then shout out to Eric. He uh he asked a question about Ruby Ridge. He wanted to know if there was ever a response or follow-up with the neighbor Terry. Any remorse, regrets, or afterthoughts? No, I haven't heard anything about Terry. No, I haven't. I mean, I'll dive into that and see if he ever said anything more or any other interviews with him or if he talked about anything. But uh, that's... Pretty much what I got for shout outs right now. Not many, but good quality stuff. Nice. All right. Well, y'all got anything else you want to add before we roll on out? I'm good. Is it Valentine's Day coming up? Mm-hmm. Happy Valentine's Day to y'all people stuck with your ball and chain. <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. Amazing. And all of us single people. Yeah. I love you. Yeah, I love all you guys. I love you. I don't need nothing. I got my husbands on this show right here. Yep. And Hans. Boom. That's all I need in my life. Oh, I thought Hans was all of our husbands. He is. He is. Okay. We have a amazing polygamous relationship, and we support each other, no matter what our thoughts, beliefs, nothing. Has Hans sent y'all lingerie yet and asked you to send pictures of it? No. I've definitely sent that back already. Oh. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, I want to thank you all for joining us today. And again, thank you for your support. You are amazing. Every single one of you. So with that being said, Dan and Anna, you want to roll us out? Sure will. It's okay to be out of this world with your thoughts. Because you're not alone. Boom.